Blog Talk Radio. Numerology is a system of ancient codes found in our birth information that gives insight to the lessons we each must learn in this lifetime. Elizabeth Summers is a medium and esoteric numerologer offering her knowledge of ancient wisdoms to help fellow travelers towards a more enlightened and peaceful path. Join her now for the magical world of numbers. everyone. Thanks for visiting with me this evening. You know, it's just the darndest thing. When I visit with you on Wednesday night, or whenever you're listening, but Wednesday nights when we do the live show, in the summertime, we're always having thunderstorms, we're having hurricanes, whatever. And in the wintertime here on Wednesday nights, we're always having blizzards and snowstorms and what have you. I think this is a highly energetic day of the month, day of the week. Wednesday for me personally is my lucky day and it's my biggest energetic day. And I know for some of us it's over the hump day, but I'm looking at this, we're having a blizzard out here now in Colorado. And I've commented to you before about rainstorms and hail and whatever it mother nature always picks wednesday night when i'm visiting with you and i keep my fingers crossed that all the computers work and everything else works so thanks a lot for coming to visit with me in the magical world of numbers i am your host elizabeth summers i'm an esoteric numerologist i'm a psychic intuitive and a medium, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, I talk to dead people, what can I say, who are not really dead, they're as alive as you and I are, they just don't have a physical body anymore, and so each week I come to visit with you in the magical world of numbers to help you understand how numbers that are simply codes, they have no power, they're codes of information that I translate in my readings from my clients that are found in their birth certificate name and their month, day, and year of birth. Their birth certificate name for every soul is the name that you, I, and Susie, Uncle George, everybody has chosen to be called by. And I think some of those actors and actresses really have had some special children who picked some rather interesting names to be born under. What can I say? But all the codes of past life experiences are found in that birth name. And that's what makes it so exciting. And so when clients come to have a reading for me, I use that birth name. And I tell them who they are as soul and what they're here to do and what their challenges are. And you know, and you know, on my website now, Magical World of Numbers, on the, on the bar, on the toolbar, and under special offers, right now until March 3rd, I have a special offer, a special pricing offer, a blueprint reading as to who you are as soul. What have you come here to do? What are you bringing in here? What are your gifts and your tools? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So you might want to go to the magicalworldofnumbers.com to the special offers on the toolbar and check it out and see how you feel, if that works for you. That special pricing offer is only until March 3rd. And so while you're there, by all means, sign up for my newsletter. 
which is free to everybody and has announcements and this and that and the other thing that I'm sending out all the time. I am a real chatterbox. I talk to my people all the time, telling them what's going on astrologically, numerologically, spiritually, books to recommend, newsletters, and whatever. Now, you know, a little thing while I'm on that subject, before I get into tonight's visit and the numbers for tonight. My work goes out through a a company called Constant Contact, and many of you are familiar with that. But there's a little fly in the ointment, so to speak. A lot of companies, a lot of businesses send out their newsletters through Constant Contact. Well, maybe you have decided to unsubscribe to somebody else's newsletter and somebody else's newsletter. But as far as constant contact is concerned, you don't want to receive anybody's newsletter and they wipe us all out. And some of my long-term clients, my best friends, some of them, I get notices that you've unsubscribed. I call them up. I said, what do you unsubscribe? I can't but I didn't do it. So for some reason, if you were one of my listeners and you all of a sudden are not receiving my daily number wisdoms, which is my numerological horoscope for the day, or my newsletters or my announcements or whatever, that's the reason why. Just go in and re-sign up, and hopefully you'll start hearing from me again. There's not too much I can do about it. Believe me, I've complained. But I just wanted to share that with you. If all of a sudden you're not hearing from me anymore, it's not because I'm not talking to you. It's because of a computer issue with constant contact And I think we should protest. I think we should protest. And so know that speaking of choices and protesting, (laughs) tonight we're going to talk about a compound number, not a double number, but we're going to talk about a compound number, two numbers together like little partners. And sometimes the partners in compound numbers don't get along too well. They aggravate each other. They push and shove each other. They are energies that are not necessarily as a together number, are not the most easygoing, if you will. And so, as I told you, tonight we're going to talk about the number 2525. Now, this shows up as an issue in many people's transit readings. T for transit, T for time, T for trend. And it's a reading that I do for my clients that gives them insight as to issues that are in their face for any given calendar year, 2015, 16, 17, whatever. And these reading descriptions can be found on my website, The Magical World of Numbers, on the toolbar, It says numerology readings. Just click on it, scroll down. You'll get even more information. And so this is not necessarily what we're going to chat about tonight, a walk in the park. It is an energy that has, as all numbers do, has positive and negative, if you will, And it has to do with choices. Now, while I'm talking about the word choices, after the break, 
after our little two, three minute moment in a little bit, I will be doing mini readings for anyone who would like to have a mini reading about their personal year that they're in. And the call-in number, just call in and it'll come up on my queue, my little storage box of phone numbers. The number is 347-855-8628. And you know also, while I'm talking about it, You can listen to my radio show 24-7 whenever you want to. It is always going to be on the Blog Talk archives. It's on my website as an archive. Just go to radio shows on my website, Magical World on Numbers. Click on that. You'll see all the archives. It's on iTunes. It's on Stitcher. I mean, we are every which way but loose to help you to really, you know, feel comfortable with the codes that we humans call numbers. Back to 25-7. The number seven in tarot cards and in the work that I do, I combine tarot interpretations, the ancient tarot, I combine astrology, and I combine several systems of ancient number codes. The numbers are a language to me called numerolinguistics. And I bundle them all together for you to help you to understand you and to give clarity to you. Because I'm a firm believer that knowledge is power. And the more you understand about you, the more you get it. And the more peaceful that you are. And the more you can toodaloo along in your life. Thank you very much. So we're going to start with the number two. In a compound number. Now a double number is different than a compound number. Technically, a double number is 11223344555. Those double numbers. And those double numbers are only taken on by highly evolved spiritual beings that have come back into the spirit world. Compound numbers affect everybody. Sometime in their life, everybody goes through the experiences of a compound number. In tarot cards, there are four categories. The categories are called uh, suits. Our playing cards that are used in gambling and fun and what have you, the aces and the spades and the hearts and the whatever, because I don't play cards, so I'm not really up on all that, were outshoots of the ancient tarot cards. And in ancient times, under the Catholic Inquisition and in the Middle Ages, those that used the picturesque what we call tarot cards that were symbols of issues in human existence, they were outlawed. And actually, people who used them got killed. Oh, wait, how dramatic. Everything went underground. And instead of using the pictures on the ancient tarot cards, they used symbols. And that's where our playing cards came from, the symbols, the spades and the hearts and whatever else the other two are in our current playing cards. And there are folks out there who are readers and instead of 
using the ancient tarot card decks as their interpretations. They use the playing cards. And then I tried to do that personally, and it didn't quite work. I had to stick with the old ancients that I have been accustomed to since the late 80s when I began to study. So there are four themes, four categories that I find very helpful in the readings that I do for my clients. It's just another piece of the puzzle that helps me help them know, are you working on money issues, stress issues, love issues, day-in, day-out issues? And the number 25 sits square squarely in the beginning of the suit of wands in the ancient tarot. And the suit of wands has to do with creativity and practicality and day in and day out and opportunities, functionality. It's meat, potatoes, bread and butter. It's not Stressy is stressy. Oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? It's not about big money, big career, big opportunities, which is clinical. It's not about emotionalism, which is suit of hearts. It's about, hello, I'm a human being, and let me function in my day in, day out. In tarot cards, in the suit of wands, the number 25 is the page of wands. Now, the ancient interpreters say that the pages were young people. They can be interpreted as uh, 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 in a spread, which I don't do spreads anymore but for clients, but pages have to do with young people. It has to do it in their 20s, in their 20s. Youngster, 20s on down to birth. In the 30s, it's the knights, and then in the 40s on up, it's the kings and the queens. But the page of wands can be interpreted as a young person in their 30s that has issues connected to work and career, but also has to do with messages. Pages in the old court system carry messages to the kings and the queens, if you will. And so the page of wands, 25, is the number that is connected to the page of wands. It's about being creative. It's about being enthusiastic. It's about being confident. It's about being courageous. When a person is in a personal year, which we all go in nine-year cycles, nine-year cycles, nine-year cycles from birth to death. And when, by formula, I calculate out that they're in a 25-7 year, I tell them to think of a new way of doing things. Kind of be original. Be very inventive. Come up with some sort of a solution to go into a new direction. This is an energy of enthusiasm, of optimism. It's about a time when some passion can begin to kick in. Not a lot, because the number two of the 25 and the number seven that it adds to, I'll tell you folks, it's not considered a passionate vibration, which we'll talk about in a moment. Oh, sometimes totally opposite. But it also says, believe in yourself. Have an attitude of, yes, I can. It has to say, move beyond your doubts, number seven. Focus on success. Where there's a will, there's a way. And in your being courageous, courageous, take a risk. That's the five of the 25. 
avoid, you know, maybe the short thing. Be a leader and don't be afraid. These qualities that make up the number 25, which adds to a 7, is really important. When we have a compound number, the first number leads the way, which would be the number 2. And you want to talk about opposites. We got it going in this combination, in this compound number. The number two is about, in general, partnerships. It is about balance. It is about setting boundaries. In the negative, it can be about fear. It's one of our scaredy cat numbers. And so, therefore, It likes to play it safe and is not the most adventuresome vibration in the whole world, the number two. On the opposite end, we have the five of the 25. And this says, let me out of here. I'm going to jump off a cliff without a bungee cord and you're just going to watch me. And the number two stands on the edge and says, oh, my gosh, I couldn't do that. Oh, are you sure you want to do that? Oh, kind of thing. And the five says, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, watch me. Here I go. And we have such opposite vibrations going on here. And so when we add the 25, the 2, the 2, which has its own personality and themes, and then the 5 has its own adventuresome, risk-taking, change, Christine, Christopher, Columbus vibration, which the 2 would never do. It adds to the number 7. And the number seven says, really, can we, like, talk about this? Can we kind of sort of think about this? It comes down to the number seven. Now, when the 25 is in operation, a person's birth day number, their personal year that they're in, Or when I add their month and year birth together, I get a life path number. It means change, folks. It means partner change. It means, that's the number two. It means relationship change. It means relationships where the partner gets fed up with everything, gets a little antsy, and moves on. And the 25 also means that your emotions, number two, are going to change. The number two is very emotional. It's the feminine energy. It's the subconscious energy. It's the yin energy, if you will. And it can be really emotional. And it can be moody. And there are mood swings and feelings that don't, get completely understood by your partner. What are you afraid of? Come on, let's jump off this cliff, metaphorically speaking. And the number two says, I don't think so. I can't do this. I can't do this. I need a bungee cord. But what needs to take place are changes in the way a person thinks. The way a person thinks about their life and their partners and their choices, number seven, and their behaviors and get out of stuck or stagnant situations. And let's just move along, move along, move along, move along. So the number seven says, Right. 
One's a scaredy cat. The other of the five, there's a two. And the number five is the great adventurer. And now we come down to the bottom line, which is the number seven of choices, choices, choices. What choices are you going to make? And this is where we get hung up. When a person is in a 25-7 year, there is going to be a change. There's going to be a change in partnerships, change in residence, change in career. That's the five. But there's going to be progress, but there's going to be a price to pay. Be some fussy, annoying worries, little problems coming along here to overcome that you're going to have to overcome in order to reach your goal. The question becomes, what is your goal? And so, therefore, use your past experience as your guide. But I almost hesitate to say that because some of us have past experiences that have scared the heck out of us, and we have decided we're not going to try again because that was too scary. I'm I'm not going to that. Well, I'm not going there anymore. And we get stuck in our lives. And we get stagnant in our lives. So here are some steps to help you make choices, choices, choices. Number seven, in your life. They're not hard, but I learned them many years ago. Many years ago. Gosh, I sound like an old broad, which I'm not. But we'll just say one many years ago. And it has to do with your format of making choices as to what's important, what's not important, and then what becomes valuable to you as a value gives you the oomph and the courage and the dynamism then to jump off that cliff, metaphorically speaking. So number one. We all have free will. It's part of the gift that Mother, Father, God gave us for the courage that we took to become human beings. No one in the spirit world interferes with your free will. You may get little intuitive nudges. Don't do that. Do do. I don't feel cool. And your choice will be to pay attention to your intuition, to move forward or to be hesitant, or to go with your ego, which is the analytical mind that totally overrides our intuition, which comes in around our belly button. It is our intuition, our solar plexus. It is our emotions and our feelings where spirit moves through. That's how the higher self talks to us, through our feelings, through our, if we call it intuition. But we get that little, I'm not sure, or a yes or a no. And some energies, some souls, more so than others, have difficulty Getting on the program here. Those that, emotionally speaking, which I determine from all the vowels in your birth name, the vowel codes in your birth name, and if they add to a four and eight, that is who you are emotionally coming into this lifetime from past lifetimes. And those folks are mean potatoes, bread and butter, and they don't want to hear anything about this emotional stuff. And a lot of times, their heart chakra, their emotions, their feelings have to be cracked open like a walnut through very difficult emotional experiences in order to get them to feel 
And it is then that feeling that spirit can start guiding them from within. It's a little puppy. It's not everybody, but it is somebody's. And I can point that out to them in their reading. So we have free will. Should I do this or shouldn't I do this? Step number one. Number two, you have to have many, many choices. You know, it's not I. this is the first guy that made love to me, so he's it and this is whatever and I'm going to go with this for the rest of my life and just because I'm 19, uh, this is what, I don't think so. And you can apply this to anything. You can apply it to what dress to wear. Girls, ladies. You rip open your closet doors and you look at all the dresses, costumes hanging in your clothes closet. You have a free will to choose any of them. There's the red one and the green one and the orange one and the this one and the that one and the that one. You have lots of choices. So in life, we have to have choices, not just one. One, two, three, four, and sometimes those choices get a little confusing, but we need a multitude of choices. Well, I got this job, but then, you know, I have two other companies that are coming after me. They want me to work for them. Choices. Several choices. Step two. Step three. Consider the consequences of each of your choices. Let's go back to the clothes closet. Well, you know, if I wear that red dress, I now have red hair. That's a little too much red. I'll look like a stop sign out there. Or if I wear this, I'll look like a hussy trying to pick up a guy. Or if I do this or if I do that, if I wear this and that, consequences, consequences of each of the choices. That's step three. Step one, free will. Step two, several choices. Step three, consider consequences of each of the potential choices. Select one, then, of your choices. Select a choice. And if that choice is valuable to you, the next step is to act on it. Do something about it. This can apply absolutely every decision that you make. If you're buying a car, if you're deciding on a dress, if you're thinking about what house to buy, if you're thinking about what foods to put together. Choices. But act on it. Do something about it. Don't just flap your gums about as long as you're in ambivalence, this is not valuable to you. This is not a choice. You will get nowhere. You will be a little flounder flapping around on the beach and get nowhere in your life. Act on it. Put behavior behind it. Okay, this is what I think. I went through this process. This is what I'm going to do. Act on it. Then you have to make it public. This is the man or woman that I choose to be my partner. But you don't constantly meet them behind closed doors in some hidden motel someplace. You make it public. You make her public, him public. You put yourself out there in conjunction with your choice that says, no, this is what I believe to be the right thing for me. You must make your choices public. Finally, 
let a little time go by. A little bit of time go by. Go through all the steps again. Free will, many choices, consequences of the choice that I make. Act on it, make it public. And if you would still come back to the same conclusion after a period of time, that choice, that original choice, is still valid. Years ago when I learned this system, the example that was used by the educator who was teaching us when we got to this make it public, repeat it after a period of time, used the example from her personal experience of this woman whose husband, we should have stopped right there, was overseas in the military And she took up a liaison with an officer on this Air Force base. And they had this affair. And so she had lots of choices from these men and this and that and the other thing, but she chose this guy. But they didn't make it public. They hid out, if you will, which invalidated the entire relationship right there. And then after a period of time, I suppose when her husband came home too, she had to reassess, knowing what she knew. Would she do it again? Those of us who've been married many, many years, we have to ask ourselves the question in our partnerships, in our relationships. Choices, choices, choices. Number seven, 25-7 can kick in and say, there can be a change in partnerships when we come under this transit that shows up in a reading for many people if they are in this particular personal time in their life. Knowing what I know now, would I repeat my choice of this partner again after X amount of years of marriage, yes or no? If the answer is yes, keep on going. Keep that train going down the track. If the answer is no, you need to know. Your soul will create situations that will precipitate change, 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 that can precipitate, can bring on in your human being life a change of partnership, a change of jobs a change of relationship, change is afoot. The question becomes, do you have the courage and the belief in yourself to make the change? To make the change. The number seven is about acceptance. Acceptance can be, not always, not always, but can be a difficult virtue to learn, to experience. It's all about a free will choice. You can choose to walk around and complain and gripe about this person and that person and whatever, which is a control person, a control issue, because they're not doing what you think that they should do. Or, as I've told you many times, you can accept a goose is a goose. You're a swan, they're a goose. You're not going to become a goose, and they're not going to become a swan. Not going to swan and a goose live together. Question mark. And so irritation can be a really important teacher. It can be an indicator about your making progress on your path, of how you handle it. Are you able to remain centered and awake even when you feel uncomfortable 
in the situation that you're in? Does it mean you have to be walked all over like a doormat? Doesn't mean you have to like it. Doesn't mean that you're a victim. But it depends on other ramifications. No matter how good we are at controlling our circumstances, there's always going to be factors, there's always going to be people that we cannot control. And the key thing is, how do you respond to all that? So the goal in anybody's spiritual development, number seven, is not to learn to control your environment. You know, that's kind of a, sort of an ego-driven desire. It's about confronting the person, taking your power, number two of the 25, setting your boundaries. It is about listening to your intuition and become the master of your own life. I am a medium. I'm very blessed. I love chatting with loved ones who've crossed over into the spirit world. Love, 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 love. And it's very interesting that when they cross over into the spirit world, no matter what kind of not so terrific folks they were as humans, they learn to be different. They learn to eliminate annoyances, which is what we have to do. They have learned patience and tolerance and acceptance. It is very, very interesting. And I want to share with you from a medium point of view, and if you ever want to visit with your loved ones in this spirit world, just give me a call and we will set it up for you. Very important. Very wonderful. And very therapeutic and healing for many of my human clients. But know that when a soul moves into the spirit world, they look back over their human lifetime and they reassess their own behaviors and they feel the hurt, the pain, the joy the happiness that their human being cohorts, family members, wife, children, people they work with, whatever, felt when they, with their free will, vent whatever upon them. They vent their anger upon them, their happiness upon them, their their, uh, 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 um, ambivalence upon them, whatever it is. They took the other side and and learned what it was like to receive that emotion from their behaviors, good, bad, or indifferent. And from that experience, they judge themselves and they feel and they then transform into and improve upon their own spiritual growth. So there are times when I have mothers and fathers come in from spirit to the person that I am channeling for and they're coming in, fathers are coming in, mothers are coming in and I describe the temperament and my client is saying, I don't think so, I don't think so. That's not the way they were and I'm saying that's the way they are now. It's where they are now. They're straightening up and flying right. They're making free will choices. So 25-7 is about change. It is about setting boundaries in your partnership. It is about having courage, being flexible, taking initiative, not being afraid, and using your choices, 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 free will, many choices, consequences of choices, uh, 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 acting on your choices, making it public, pulling that dress out and says, this is what I'm going to wear and this is what I like and I don't care if Aunt Susie thinks that I look like Ozzy. 
<laughs> oh, I feel good in this dress. Do it. Do it. You will take the consequences, but it's your free will choice. And, you know, maybe next year when you're back in that closet in that same purple dress, you're saying your purple hussy dress, you'll look at it and say, hmm, not this time. Good. You will not repeat that choice after a period of time. After a period of time. On another subject, with the time that I have left, I had one of my listeners email me, which I love getting your emails, about the show, about any questions or any topics that you might find um, uh, uh, you wanted some information about or whatever. It's just fine. I believe strongly in communication. If I can help you, I will. If I can, I won't. And, you know, that's kind of sort of the way it's going to be, folks, kind of thing. I'll show up every Wednesday and we'll chat about whatever. This particular friend of mine, client, emailed me and said that she was a bit concerned. She was having dreams of situations and then, lo and behold, in a day or two or three or whatever down the road, what she dreamt about came true, came true. And she was a little fussy about it. Now, I am not a dream expert, so don't email me about your dreams. I cannot even figure out my own dreams. I wake up in the morning. First of all, I don't like dreaming. But secondly, I wake up in the morning and I say, what the heck was that about? Kind of thing. I ask spirit when I go to sleep, I just want to go into a deep healing sleep, darkness, sleep, wake up, hello, I'm ready for the next day. I'm listening all day long. You've got to tell me something. I have to process something. Talk to me while I'm wide awake, eyes open. When I go to sleep, shut up. Well, sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. When my client uh, talked to me about this, I recognized what she was talking about. And these are called precognition dreams. Now, my sister has very vivid precognition dreams. And certain souls, who are very intuitive or have very high vibrations will have what are called precognition dreams. And so sometimes a lot of people confuse premonition with precognition and think it's the same thing. But there's a slight difference between the two of them. Although they're very similar in nature, premonitions, are a mixture of sounds and random images and feelings that kind of flash involuntarily in your mind at any given time. You can be wide awake and have a premonition. It's like a hunch or a feeling that this is going to happen. And a lot of times, it's in the, you're awake. You know, you're walking around or something like that. Eyes wide open. However, cognition, and cognition is knowing. Cognitive features, factors are knowing factors. Pre means before. P-R-E means before. It's a prefix. Before knowing. Cognition. Precognition, on the other hand, presents itself in dreams by using types of symbols or events or odd feelings. During sleep, the conscious mind shuts down. 
the awareness mind, our thinking mind, our ego mind, it shuts down. That's what sleep is. We go to sleep. It goes, it goes to sleep. But what does not go to sleep is the subconscious, which is connected to the soul, which is connected to intuitiveness, inner knowing. And during sleep, when the conscious mind stops, shuts down, the subconscious, the soul vibration, goes into the spirit world. It goes out for several minutes or so into the spirit world. It chats with loved ones. It chats with uh, 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 maybe a husband or a wife who has passed away into spirit. We see them as coming to visit with us, but we're really visiting with them We can visit with our spirit guides, our teachers. We get downloaded with more information about how to work as a soul for human being experiences. And while we're out there, we see the future. We see what's happening because there's no time. Everything actually is in the now, it's in the present. And so we can, some of us, see and remember and be aware of situations that are coming up. And we recognize it and we know it's an actuality. And we bring it back in. And it clicks into the conscious mind, which is the memory mind, and that's precognition. And sometimes some of the things we see are scary. My sister has precognition dreams, and years ago I remember her being very upset, having several conversations with her. Because she would, and my sister is really, really very psychic and very intuitive. I keep telling her she's not from this place. She's from Pleiades, and of course, she's like, right. I know how to spell the word, and that's it. Precognition dreams. And she would see airplane crashes. She would see these things happening, and this and this and this. And sure enough, she would wake up, and there it was on the news. Or there it happened in two or three days. And it was very upsetting to her, and rightly so. And I just explained to her, as I just explained to you, there are certain high vibration souls who have the ability not to foretell the future, but to foresee what is already in existence and to have a consciousness about it a sense of deja vu. And so sometimes precognition dream people will get up and they'll write down in a diary what they dreamt of. Some of us wake up, we might remember the wacko craziness and symbolism that we just went through, to me, total aggravation. And in about five minutes, you forget it all. It's just the way it is. And so therefore, no, not to be afraid of. It has nothing to do with you. You are not making it happen. It is not about you. It is not scary. You just ask soul, while you were off visiting, saw it, became aware of what was happening in the future. Everything is in the now anyway. You just picked up the now and you bless it with love and light. If it is something that concerns you, you bless it with love and light and you give it back to Mother, Father, God. Just give it back and go on about your day. Go on about your day. 
because you are very blessed. All is well. When you get a little fussy, some folks wake up in the middle of the night and they get a little scared and they think about tomorrow and what's going to happen. I want you to say out loud to yourself, all is well. All is well. Today, I am safe and stable and secure, and all my needs are met in a divine, abundant, perfect way. I am loved, I am in joy, and I am in peace. If you make that your prayer, and you say it out loud, you are reprogramming your subconscious. What it is that you have to make choices about will become very evident to you. It'll be right in front of your face. And you look at it, and you go through the steps that I've talked to you about tonight, come to a conclusion, and move on. You have chosen this lifetime and all of its stories, and all of its anxieties. But move on, move on, move on. Always remember, do not be intimidated by the storm, as the ancient Eugene teaches. Above the clouds is always the sun and the blue sky. I would love to help you all that I can through the readings that I do the numerology readings that I do using the ancient, ancient information of numerology, astrology, and the ancient tarot codes. I have uh, something that's very special that I offer called psychic intuitive work. You know, there's times in our lives when just something comes up, and we don't necessarily have to have a full-blown six- or 12-month reading But in this moment of time, I need a little bit of help, a little bit of guidance. Psychic Intuitive Work is on my website, The Magical World of Numbers. And of course, I'm a medium where we visit with our loved ones in the spirit world. And everything I do is recorded. Everything is downloaded to you. Everything you get a CD. I put it out there. I put it out there for you. No. No. Just flat out, hello, case closed, no. That you are not alone. That you are loved. That I am always here for you. I am an email, a phone call away. And so, until we meet next time, And we talk about something else great and wonderful. No. Just no. That I send you God's white light. His peace and his harmony. No. That I wish you all good things. And thank you so much for visiting with me one more time in the magical world of numbers. Mm-hmm.